Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys and welcome back to um, another episode on Narcon where we deal with all things in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder to understand it better, particularly in the intimate relationship setting, which can translate to other areas in your life. Guys, um, if you would do me a favour, if you feel that way inclined and belt out against narcissism, There are things you can do to help a small channel like this and to get the word out in the community. Like, share, subscribe or comment would help greatly and I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So this video is an answer to a request from a longtime subscriber of the channel and I love doing requests because I'd like to know what you want me to talk about. So it's great to get a a video request. And this is about attachment and how or when or what about the narcissist attaching to you. So we've really delved into this and done a good bit of research. And I would like to bring this to you as I have found it very beneficial learning about it. And I hope that it will give a very clear understanding of the narcissist and attachment styles and where the narcissistic personality disorder fits into this dynamic. So there are four main categories of attachment styles in an intimate relationship, in any relationship, but let's just take the intimate relationship here. It's more intense in the intimate relationship and it's easier to recognise. And particularly when you're dealing with narcissistic abuse and cycles, it's easier to, to kind of study it in that vein. So there are four attachment styles of normal, healthy people who have the ability to introspect and have a good dollop of empathy going on there as well. Before I get to to go into the particular attachment styles, um, which I think will help and do help us grow within ourselves and understand ourselves and what went on with the narcissist as well. Before I get into that, I'll just say to you that The way we relate and attach to people emotionally is really born out of our experience as children and how in the dynamic with our caregivers, it was safest or the best way for us to attach to them. So if you had, say, parents who were as as good as they come um, in relation to you developing your individuality and then them giving you a very secure environment and being healthy, really. You've a good chance of of, um, developing one of the attachment styles that would probably be the most ideal. If you found you were kind of rejected by one of your parents or if you had to kind of work uh, to be accepted, you can develop another attachment style. So I think you get the drift. You you learn and are kind of conditioned into learning about how to be in the world and learning how to be with other people. As you go forward and as you become self-aware, you can realize that you're doing something that's not beneficial to you and you can 
change your attachment style because it's only a style. So just as we change the way we dress and, you know, our hair and whatever, you can change your attachment style and you can do it once you're aware that you're doing it. So this is huge in personal growth to actually look at the different ways people attach. And then we can get to Mr. and Mrs. Narcissist, have a good look at them. And then you have a very full understanding and more understanding for going forward in relationships as to what you, how you want to be with someone else. And you can recognize their attachment style and whether it's healthy or not. So that's why I think that this is a great video for, you know, for growth, healing and educational purposes in relation to us and the narcissists. So, excuse me, let's get into it, guys. I've made some notes here. So the ideal attachment style, say number one out of the four, would be secure attachment. It's ideal and it's kind of the most healthy, but it's not perfect. There, I mean, there, Remember what we always say, you're perfectly imperfect or perfectly imperfect or perfectly imperfect. So the the secure attachment style is, I suppose, the ideal in that you're both independent people with your own interests and you come together, but you don't kind of cling on to each other or depend on each other. You you love each other from a, a secure sense. You're both individuals. You you're the in, in the relationship. You have a great degree of independency and you can do your own thing and your partner can do your their own thing without it feeling like a threat to the relationship or to either of you. So there, there it's not perfect. There are conflicts in the secure relationship, but the person who has a secure attachment style is highly self-aware and highly emotionally intelligent and will seek to resolve conflict and be have a high level of capacity to do that with the other person. So if you get two secure attachment style people coming together, you have the best chance of a peaceful, joyful, loving and personally, you know, personal growth experience within that intimate relationship. The second one I've come across, second attachment style is anxious, preoccupied. And again, guys, your attachment style can go from one to the other or it can it can grow and change. But the the key to that is to be self-aware of your attachment style and of yourself. So the anxious preoccupied is more where you tend to romanticize love and see it, I suppose, a bit like kind of Hollywood experience. See it as, you know, having to maybe save someone or the other person saving you and you know, it's a kind of a turbulent relationship and you can equate turbulence and this can be a familial feeling for when you were, were a child. You can equate, equate turbulence and drama with love. So you can kind of see how that might come into a relationship with a narcissist. And if you have a bit of that attachment style or, or if you're very fully focused on that attachment style, that that can confuse you a bit because it feels familiar when the narcissist causes high and highs and lows and turbulence. So watch that one and, you know, reflect back on that. And did that confuse you when you were in that relationship? It's interesting. It's really interesting. 
So the third attachment style I have here is dismissive avoidant. And that's a kind of a little bit narky. It's a little bit narky um, if you're if you're kind of looking at what the narcissist does. But again, again, this is for healthy people who have a level of introspection and empathy going on there. So the dismissive avoidant avoids intimacy, which we know the narcissist does as well. And we'll get into that when we get into Narky's attachment style. Um, so this person avoids in intimacy. So they'll get into a relationship. They'll do everything that they, you know, that is seen as normal in a relationship, but will avoid intimacy at all costs. And if, for instance, there's a signal from the other person that they're that you're leaving a relationship or that the relationship is over or that the other person is looking for too much intimacy and closeness. This particular person who has this attachment style can walk away from the relationship as if um, as if it's not bothering them at all. It is bothering them because we all need relationships, all healthy people. And this is a person who has that attachment style. It doesn't mean they're a narcissist, although narcissists do appear like this as well. So don't confuse yourself with being a narcissist. If you have an ability to walk away from a relationship and get over it quickly, it could mean that you have learned this attachment style and it would be great to open yourself up a bit more because if you're avoiding intimacy you will find it difficult to get close get a, have a close relationship that endures with people and it's something that will cause you a lot of inner turmoil and you won't realize what's going on but that could be something to look at so the fourth attachment style is fearful avoidant and this is an interesting one because this can give a lot of inner turmoil as well to people. So it's people who have a, a style that they really need to attach to someone, but they're afraid when they get too close to the person. And this again is born out of a childhood experience of not being able to trust. Probably a parent who was um, not reliable or very unpredictable. So you got close to the parent and then the parent most of the time was, you know, gave you a lot of love, you know, back and made you feel secure, but unpredictably could lash out and give you a terrible shock or make you feel really bad. So you never knew where you stood. And that's a kind of fearful avoidant is wanting wanting intimacy and wanting the attachment, but also being afraid of it at the same time. So that's a bit of a push and pull. And again, if you have that attachment style, the narcissist can really use that against you. So remember, the narcs know, the narcs are very good at assessing. They're not going to say, mm, I wonder now what attachment style you have, Paula, but they are aware of it in all their in all their instincts, in all their brain wiring, they can hone in on you and pick up what your vulnerability is. So if you don't have a secure attachment style, they will hook onto that very quickly and use it against you. 
So isn't that interesting to know and just do a bit of introspection? You can go from one to the other and you can actually have a secure attachment style and meet a narcissist. And because you reflect a secure attachment style, it can irritate a narcissist and the narcissist can really run rings around you, really try and confuse you with things like triangulation or accusing you of cheating or accusing you of things that you would never, you know, imagine doing and perplexing you and confusing you so that you go from your secure place, secure attachment style into a, f a fearful avoidant or what was the other one? A fearful avoidant or anxious preoccupied. So you can you can change, you know, depending on the environment you find yourself in. But you will have an overriding way of attaching with someone and personal growth will bring you into the secure style when you you know, that's why coaching or therapy is so good, because you get a chance, a luxury to look back on how you interact with people and how you interacted with the narcissist and why they were able to to um, key into who you were and how you attached in relationships and use it against you. So it's a great it's a great thing going forward to understand yourself and understand how you attach to people to work on that and not do it in future and also recognize it in other people so that when you start on the dating scene again or start to, you know, look to get into another relationship, you can spot it in someone. And also let's get into the narcissist's attachment style or lack thereof, because when you understand this as well, it can also protect you against a narcissist. So having done the groundwork of how we attach to people, guys, let's look at what the narcissist attachment style. And here is my take on it, my opinion on it. And that's why I'd love to get your opinions in the comments and see what you think about this. Um, because sharing our views and opinions, you know, it can make the penny drop with someone. Your words and the way you say it, it can, someone can hear it where they may not have been able to hear it before, so to speak. So, the narcissist had an experience when they were younger and their attachment style or lack of was developed then. So here we go. So the narcissist, when they were young, they learned that attaching to someone and intimacy was dangerous. Now, they would have had a lot of opportunities growing up in school with friends, etc., to unlearn that, but they choose not to do that. Their early, your early experience is extremely important on how you move forward, but it doesn't negate you from changing. The narcissist decided that it was best to stick with their early experience and not trust and avoid intimacy at all costs. 
they saw from whoever abused them or whatever experience they had as a young child, that the person, the person in control was the person that had the power and the person that they perceived as not getting hurt. So any attempt they would have had to emotionally attach to their caregiver, who was an abuser, was slapped down and caused pain. So they very simply took that as their guide through life. So when they formed relationships, they would have been more of the avoidant, avoidant type in that they would see another person attaching to them and they would see the power that gave them over the other person. But they would see, you know, in relation to manipulating that person's emotions. And they would understand that if they didn't get attached to that person, that in their brain it told them they wouldn't then suffer pain. And by not getting attached, they had more control over the other person. And it was a two, a two pronged gain. One, by not getting attached, they didn't suffer pain. And two, by not getting attached, they had more control over the other person's emotions and could get the other person to do what they wanted. So they had no pain and they had the possibility of gain. So they decided that that was the successful way to go through life. So that's their attachment style. Their attachment style is what I would call the investor. It's a non-attachment investment style. And guys, this is a new concept. <laughs> I don't know how that'll go down with the psychologists, but that's my take on it for what it's worth. It's dangerous for the adult narcissist to attach to anyone because in their mind, it weakens their control. It opens them up to being accountable and causing them pain. If they don't attach to you, it's extremely necessary for them to get you to nearly over attach to them. So a lot of people will say to you, narcissists don't have the ability to attach intimately. I would believe that they do have the ability to attach intimately but they choose not to because of their conditioning, because of the whole concept of the way they live their life. But what I do believe is that they attach to you as their investment. If they invest themselves within you, then they believe that the attachment exists for life, but it's an attachment of one person 
investing and expecting a return um, in every capacity. And the other person investing, like you investing in them, in a false reality, because what they're advertising isn't what they're giving. So the narcissist cons you into presenting an emotional attachment, an emotional relationship, and they are very intense in attaching you in the love bomb stage, as we all know. It's highly important for the narcissist to feel you're attached to them and they will test you in the love bomb stage, as we've said before, to see exactly how attached you are to them by leaving you for periods of time or by triangulating or by any of their manipulations to see what effect it has on you at that particular stage to see if they need to love bomb you more or use a manipulation more to get you having lost yourself and your authority and agency more and being dependently emotionally attached on them. So you can be secure to start off with and have that secure attachment style, but the narcissist will chip, 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 chip away at that particular style until you go down to the other styles of attachment. Or if you have one of the other styles, the other three styles of emotional attachment in love, they will work on that to make you totally dependent on them and believing in that you believe that the narcissist had to be extremely attached to you because you felt extremely attached to them. And they'll do the, this, guys, with sayings like, um, I've never met anyone like you. The two of us are so similar. The two of us are like twins. Um, you'll never meet anyone like me again. I've, you know, I'll never meet anyone like you. Our relationship was like out of the movies. It was like nothing else. You know, I'll never stop thinking about you. All this kind of stuff to really, you know, romanticize it, Hollywood it up, make it like your soulmate relationship. All this kind of smoke and mirrors illusion stuff. So that's why the cognitive dissonance really gets to us, particularly if we have a certain type of attachment style that the narcissist has abused. But the narcissist, to conclude, does attach to you, but it's for what you can give the narcissist. So again, I would call it an attachment investment attachment style. They don't like to leave their investments for too long without knowing what the investment is up to and how they can control it. They do not like someone else getting their investment and reaping the benefits of their investment. So they're attached to you for life because of their attachment style. So that's my take on it, guys. I hope it's, um, I hope it resonated in some way. They don't attach to you 
the way you attach to them. They don't attach for love. They don't do that. So it's pointless. It's a very transactional relationship with a narcissist, except you don't realize that until the end or until the discard or until the mask slips. And you believe because you have become so attached to this person and they have purposely intensely attached you to them and they know what they're doing and they know other people get attached to them and they know that they don't attach to other people except for what they can get out of them. I hope that answered that particular video request. Take great care, guys, until I see you next time and we'll get into another juicy video topic, hopefully. Thanks a lot. See you soon, guys. Bye.